And I didn't mention at the beginning of Mass, but a heart full congratulations, or I don't know how you say it in, in, in the different countries that you're in, but um, yeah, to all mothers on this Mother's Day, we pray for you. We pray for all mothers in a special way in this, in this Mass, and especially ask our Heavenly Mother, our Mother Mary, that she be close to all of you who are mothers and protect you and be close to you and console you in this difficult time. This morning, I was trying to think of, in the family mass, you know, how do I tr- kind of explain the main idea of this, of what I'm trying to tell you now, um, to the kids? And because maybe there's different ways we could talk, uh, entitled maybe this homily or this, this talk that I like, like to give you. And, and one way could be maybe three ways to three things you need to do to lose all hope. Three things that will surely lead you to desperation. Now, that would be one way. Another way, maybe a bit more positive, could be five steps um, to grow in hope. All right. And I was thinking, well, how do I extend this to the kids? And so I was thinking, imagine you're a kid and someone tells you there's an ice cream parlor over there somewhere. And let's go. Well, what do you need to have hope of eating that ice cream? Well, first of all, you need to be sure that that's true what this person is saying. There really is an ice cream parlor over there. And not that when you end up there, you end up having to eat liver or, or asparagus or something that you just hate. No, that there's really ice cream there. That that's true what's being said. No, that it really corresponds to reality. That's the way it is. So the first thing you need to know is, is it true? The second thing is, the second thing that you need to have is a possible way of getting there. Now, I know this awesome ice cream parlor in Bridge, called Bridgman's in Winona, Minnesota, that I, once upon a time, had the privilege of having, I think, the best ice cream I've ever had in my life before or since. But I'm in Austria. I'm, I don't know how many thousands of miles away from Bridgman's in Winona, Minnesota. And, and above all, in times of Corona, there's no way I can get into an airplane and fly there to have an ice cream this afternoon. So you have to have a pathway to get there. If not, um, the whole thing is going to be pretty frustrating. And the third thing you need is to have that surety that, that what you're going to bite into, that you're going to lick on your ice cream cone, is, is going to be good for you. It's not going to be taste like, I don't know, carrot, asparagus, liver ice cream or something, it, which would be terrible, right? So that it actually is going to fulfill you. It's going to make you happy. It's going to fulfill your expectations and hopefully even surpass your expectations of what, of what you were hoping for. And, and that's maybe like that kind of example can help us to realize, well, You know, if I don't have those three things, truth, the way to get there, and the life that that is going to be life-giving, if I don't have those three things, I'm going to lose hope. I'm going to lose hope. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. It was, you can go back again one. It It was fine, the one before. You know, do not let your hearts be troubled. In German, the translation here for troubled is confused, which I almost like better because after the, after the, uh, in the Our Father, 
We say the Our Father. I don't know how it is in English. Let's have a look. The prayer right after the Our Father. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Um, we may be always safe from all the stress. Okay, it's again translating here uh, with the stress and from... Deliver us from the stress and from sin. In German, um, it says deliver us from confusion and sin. Almost as if confusion... Well, if you have confusion, you can be distressed, right? But um, that, that's almost worse than sin. Because somebody who's willfully sinning, he's still looking for something and he thinks he's going in a direction that's going to give it to him if he's willfully doing it, right? If he's not just letting himself go. Um, but somebody who's confused about the way, if there's even a way, if there's even a, a satisfaction that he can receive from what he's doing, he's in a lot, he's in a worse spiritual place. Because he's one step away from, from, well, not just, not just discouragement, but downright maybe desperation and despair and bitterness and cynicism and being angry at the world and frustrated with your wife and your husband and with God and with everybody else. And that's a bad spiritual place to be at, right? So Christ says, well... You know, do not let your hearts. He is appealing to the heart as he does so often in Scripture. Um, he looks at a woman in such a way, has already committed adultery in his heart. What, it's what comes out of a man, you know, what comes out of his heart that makes him impure. Not what comes into a man. You know? Or he would, he would throw at the face of the Pharisees, you know, you're on the outside, you're nice, you're whitewashed sepulchers, but inside in your hearts, you're full of dead man's bones. So Christ is appealing to the heart and he's appealing to the best of what's in man. And, and he's saying, you know, follow your deepest desires because I placed them in there. And, and do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be confused. You know, your heart is made by me at the end of the day and it's focused in one direction. And, and the problem is, um, like our heart is kind of like a Velcro thing. It kind of gets stuck all over places. So, we have to constantly tear off our heart in all sorts of places where it gets stuck to that's not good for the heart. But don't let your heart get confused. Don't lose your north. And, and what's going to help us, Jesus says, well, is, is the bottom truth that what he says today to us in the gospel, which is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that fulfills those three conditions so that there might have be hope. You know, when we don't have a way, when we don't have a way, um, well, things get pretty desperate pretty quickly. In, you, can, you can think of perhaps moments where, um, you know, where, I don't know, taking an example, um, or let's, take it, let's start with, with the idea of truth. You know, you, you, you're betrayed by someone you love. And all of a sudden, it's like having the, the, the floor kind of ripped out under your feet because, well, what you thought was true about your relationship, all those experiences you had maybe all these years already, was that all just a fake? Was that just, you know? And, and, the, and the greater and the deeper and the more sure we were of our foundation of truth and way and life and what we were doing, the greater then is our disappointment and, in, and is our tendency to put the whole question of 
Is there any sense in life? Is there any surety? Is there any absolute truth, absolute path, absolute life that I can, I can put my foundation upon without having to be scared that that's going to be kind of torn out under my feet the next moment? You know, the, the closer, the more sure we were of something, when that gets torn away, torn away, the more, the deeper can be the wound in our hearts and we can be tending to despair and bitterness, and cynicism, and like I said before, anger at everybody else, and at the world, and become very destructive, and we can go places we don't want to be at, you know, that can be very, not just a bad spiritual space, just a bad human space to be in, you know, when that kind of thing starts happening, when our heart gets hardened, when we, we lose our north, and we start becoming bitter, and cynical, um, about life in general, about people, about the world, about, you know, what kind of world did you create, God, you know, let me give you a hand the next time you try it, um, and so, and so the antidote to that, what Christ is offering us today is saying, well, I'm not just any truth, and I'm not just any way, and I'm not just any life, but I am the truth, and the life, and the way, and and that's what he's proposing to us. And he's saying, there is something, there is something that gives your life absolute foundation. And that is Alende, myself, right? It's, well, not me, Father George, but him, Jesus, right? I mean, he's the one that's giving us, offering us that foundation. And what do we need to do that? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe, believe. And especially in moments like coronavirus and everything that's happening, um, we need to believe because faith is what gives foundation to our hope. Faith is what gives foundation to our hope. Now, I'd like to end with, with um, five suggestions, what we can do in order to grow in hope, to grow deeper in our hope. And it's the last slide. Uh, perfect. Five steps to hope. So the first thing I'd like to suggest to you is begin. Begin again. And that has to do with the way, the path. I am the way. How do you eat an elephant? You know, you know the saying, one bite at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. A car that's standing still, it's hard to correct its course. It's not going anywhere. So a lot of times, the best thing to do is just start again. Just start in any way, you know. Especially if you're like, if your prayer life right now during Corona crisis is, is like it's down in the basement. It's just non non-existent. If your plan of exercise doesn't exist, if you haven't exercised in, in in months, if you're eating badly, if your if your relationship with your with your spouse is just miserable, with your kids is miserable because you just you know you're doing home office and you're you're just. Uh, you're seeing your most loved ones a bit more often than you would actually like, perhaps. And, and it's just causing a lot of tension and a lot of difficult things are just going on. Well, and, and you think, okay, well, you know, how can I... It's better to have, a, to have an imperfect program of exercise, a physical exercise, for example, than to have none at all. No, it's better to have an imperfect plan of prayer than to have none at all. Just start with something. Just, just start. You know, if you have absolutely no 
prayer life at the moment, no, start with small prayers like, Jesus, I trust in you. That'd be a good start. No, Jesus, I trust you. Help me. Just start. Because once the car starts moving, you can, you can, you can correct your course. You can, you can correct your course. But if it's in the parking lot, your car is, well, not just a bad, bad spiritual situation. No, to start walking in any, just in any way. No, it's better than not doing anything at all. And especially if you're stuck, if you notice you're stuck in some area of your life, whatever that area might be, you know, start taking small steps. And that starts increasing our hope because we notice, ah, there's a pathway here and it's opening up for me. And the more I go, the more it's going to open up and Jesus is going to help me along you know, on this path. He is the path. And, and when I try to be sincere and open and, and listen in my heart you know, to what he's telling me in my conscience, and what he's telling me in, in, in his word and in the catechism and in the teachings and, and, and through maybe somebody in a good conversation. And, and I try to be faithful to that. You know, little by little, um, I will notice how my hope starts growing again. You know? So begin again, begin again. The worst thing that can happen after sin to us in our lives is is discouragement because it just paralyzes us. You know, we just stay in the muck instead of getting up again. And, and um, you know, there's a beautiful German saying, you can't really translate it well into English, but it's um, fall down, um, wipe off the dust, um, put your crown on correctly, and keep going. Well, it rhymes kind of nice in German, but the idea is that, you know, get up again um, and begin again. Second, The second idea is, Ignite, ignite. It's, it's just a lot better to ignite a, a light or to, to ignite a campfire or to, to ignite a candle than to condemn the darkness and to be angry about the darkness. And I'm not saying we should not be against the darkness, but it's just a lot better way to go about things, turning on lights, than, than being angry about how dark it is. And, and that's what St. Paul says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And the candle sometimes can be very small. You know? I mean, this little candle, when it's dark, pitch black, black dark in this room, and it's dark outside and light this candle, that's enough to get light in this huge room. You just need a little candle. So to start lighting candles, that's a great way to move things forward. And this is an idea that we have in the first reading today. Because we hear the Christians, the first Christians, they had a lot of reason to be upset about the darkness around them. You know, sexuality was part of the Roman state religion, you know. They were, they just didn't have abortion, but they also had infanticide. They had, I mean, they were doing a lot of not really nice thing in the Roman Empire, right? They were crucifying Christians. They were, I mean, they had a lot of reason to be angry and to be frustrated and to be cynical about the world and about where, you know, where the world is going to hell in a bandbasket. It was just not a good situation. And what do they do? They turn on candles. They, they, they turn on lights. Today we hear about one thing they were doing. They were daily occupying themselves for the widows. They were taking care of their widows on a daily basis. 
on a daily basis. It's the idea of, of, of the little child of Saint... It's the idea of the little flower. You know, Saint Teresa, the child Jesus, that said, when, it's, when darkness is enveloping you, think about an act of love that you can do. When, when you're discouraged, when you're down, when you're disappointed, when you're frustrated, think about the others. Think what you can do for someone else. Light a candle. No. Light a candle. Instead of condemning, I mean, yeah. Um, is it, I'm, I'm not finding the English word in German. It's verfluchen, the darkness. So it's, it's, of course, we don't want, we're not saying darkness is good, but just to be Angry about it and frustrated is not really very helpful. So light on a, light light candles, light candles, and and be that way a witness of hope. You no, know, a witness of hope in the world. Um, because and again, how do how, that helps us ourselves, right? Because we see, oh, it's a, that wasn't too difficult. No, that little act of charity. A lot of times, it's not big things, right? There's there's studies somewhere that came out that says that um, the to, to change the attitude of someone, sometimes all that is necessary is a few seconds. And, and for example, in this crisis, to call someone you love and you say, well, how are you doing? And just ask how they're doing. Sometimes that's enough. You don't need to talk to somebody for five hours every day. But, but those little acts of love, you know, that, that we come out of our comfort zone and we turn on candles. Um, that's what saints are made out of. And, and then... The next thing is, um, be a witness. Be a witness. Witness what you've seen. That admit, so that you proclaim the great deeds of him who has brought you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That was from the first letter of St. Peter, which we read today as a second reading. And, and what's he saying? So that we, we testify, we give witness of the great deeds that he's doing. So... The idea here is to tell each other what the Lord is doing, especially now in these times. That's so helpful. You know, this inspiration, this passage in the Bible that I read, this book that I'm reading, this saint that's giving me this example. Telling your story with the Lord. You know, what is he doing in your life? It's, it's so helpful to, to give witness of that. That builds up hope because we see the grace of God working in each other. And that helps us. That helps us. Why do you believe? You know, and witness of that. Um, why do you still believe today? Why do you still trust in God today? Why do you still believe that, that um, he has the reins of history in his hands? Because I've seen it. Because I'm seeing it. You know, I'm seeing his work at hand. I'm just taking this beautiful example I just had this last week with our, with our Alpha course of this girl that came um, just out of nowhere and, and, and how God is just, wow, it's just so beautiful to see how God you know, works and to tell each other these stories, um, which is very helpful um, to grow in hope, our own hope. And then the next thing would be to read. The apostles in the first reading today, they wanted to dedicate themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word, the Word of God, Holy Scriptures, if we're thinking about the truth, you know, the first thing we said today, begin and ignite, the first two, they have to do with the way. The witnessing of hope is, has something to do with life, showing that Christ is the life of man, even today. 
And this one, this thing about reading has to do with the truth, because where do we find the truth? Well, a good place to start is scripture. For a good place to start is scripture, because it's God's love letter to each other, to each of us. It's it's the proclamation of the truth of God. It's 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 the truth with capital T that's speaking to us in those words. And it's it's so healthy for us to be reading and allow God in that way to, to tell us the truth about our lives and the truth about this world through his word again and again. And maybe a practical um, conclusion from that could be as a suggestion. Like, think about what you're reading. Um, and maybe a little bit, and what, what are you allowing in to come into you? you know, maybe a little, le- le- little less Netflix, maybe a little less news. My suggestion is that you read a little bit less news, what's going on in the world today. Because it's all saying the same thing anyway. And it's all negative. It's all negative. And if you fill yourself with that from morning to night and you're just surfing around and you're just reading one negative thing after the other, garbage in, garbage out, you know. Um, we need to fill ourselves with the Word of God in order that we might be light in the darkness. And, and the, that the truth of God might speak to us. And a practical way to do that, for example, I would suggest to you, especially if your prayer life is kind of is, is non-existent right now, a good way to start maybe is there's a study saying that, that the first five minutes of the day, how you spend the first five minutes of the day and the last five minutes of the day have a lot to do with how you spend the rest of your day. And my suggestion is in the morning when your alarm clock goes off, don't grab for this. No, don't grab for this cell phone and see what's going on. Grab for scriptures. No. Have a Bible on the, on the side of your bed. Open the Word of God and just read for five minutes. And, and you know, don't, don't make it too complicated. Maybe right now in this present situation, this present season of our lives, it, to make long consideration and lecture divinas and I don't know what meditations, maybe that's too complicated. Maybe just, we don't have the nerves for that. But just read until something hits you. you know, just keep reading until something hits you. And maybe a good place to start in these times is... is are the Gospels, is the letter of saying, uh, to the Philippians, for example, or the Psalms. You know? To spend time with the Word of God, my suggestion. You know, first five minutes, last five minutes of the day. And then last thing, and we quit with that for today, um, is come. Come. Here in Vienna, um, we're starting our official, like our public Masses again next weekend. And... And uh, we're really happy here because we have we we we're receiving this huge venue. People are giving it to us to use, and it's such a grace. And and it's uh, it makes possible that we can fit in as many people as we want. So it's it's wonderful. Um, but maybe we got a bit accustomed to this whole live stream thing, you know. And it's not the same. It's not the same, you no. Know? To come here, where the source of life is, I'm the life. He says, I'm the life. And in the Eucharist, he's present. And not just as God, but also as man and as the risen Lord, which means his presence is a lot more real in the church than my own presence is. Because our own presence is so fleeting. You know, we try to grab onto the present moment. It's already part of the past again. We're like almost living in a shadow world in comparison to the reality that he's living in. And he's present here. And he's a source of life. And it's worthwhile to go to visit our churches where they're open. 
And, and to, as soon as you have the chance to go to Mass again, I mean, obviously, if you can't do anything else, no, go do it on live stream, fine. But as soon as you have the chance, and I know it's difficult, it's going to be difficult next week. It was so easy, rather than easy. Have the kids at home, you know, let them do something. Now you get to pack them back into the car, bring them to church, but it's so worthwhile, right? Because here's the source of life, and he's giving us the bread of life. So let's pray for each other that we might grow in hope, that we might not... Do those three things that destroy all hope, which is to lose our belief in the truth, our, our capacity of seeing the way, and our real belief that there is true life out there. And, and let's start, be, begin again, you know. Let's ignite candles and, and, and um, turn on the lights instead of condemning how dark everything is. Let's be witnesses of hope. Let's read the word of God so that we might imbue ourselves with the truth of God and not the truth of internet. Um, and, and lastly, let's come to him who is the source of life. Amen.